uh, all those into our service on this Sunday morning. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God for our multimedia ministry and our musicians. Amen. Let's give our musicians some thanks. Amen. During this pandemic, they have been on point in doing what God has called for them to do, which is to serve. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So let's jump into our, our, our teaching and preaching this morning that God can be glorified and we be edified. In the name of Jesus. Minister Will read for you John chapter 13, verses 1 through 5. Amen. But I want us to focus on verses 3 through 5. And through the course of this sermon, we'll be uh, jumping around in chapter 13, looking at various verses. Amen. Uh, verse 3 reads as thus. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Amen. The word of God for the people of God. Praise be to God, God, once again, we come before your throne of grace and mercy to obtain favor in this time of need. And Lord, I need you. I need you like never, ever before. I ask, God, that your spirit fall fresh upon me, that I may decrease, my God, and you increase in the name of Jesus, that your people be blessed. And we'll be so careful to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. For it's in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we do pray. Let us all say amen. 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 You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen. 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 I was blessed to be raised by a single mother who instilled in me a plethora of ways to govern myself that I still exercise even today. Like when walking with a female, that female now being my wife, always walk on her outside shoulder to protect her from harm of an automobile jumping the curb. Always be respectful to seniors and those in authority. Pay your bills on time and if possible, pay some extra. When you enter someone's home or into a room, open your mouth and say hello. Admit when you are wrong and ask for forgiveness from those you have offended. Uh, and never, I mean, never wear white shoes with black socks. I just helped somebody out there, amen. One of the most impactful practices that my mother instilled in me was the importance of cleanliness. Yes, my mother, God rest her soul, was serious about the concept of keeping our home clean. Now, I don't know if she knew this, but instilling the concept of cleanliness to me at an early age, uh, she was creating for my sister and I a culture of consistency in the area of cleaning, so much so that every Saturday morning, 
come rain or shine, we had to get up early and commence to clean the areas she designated for each of us. My areas of cleaning were the bathroom and the steps. I got off easy, y'all. But as I recall, before we jumped into and uh, our chores and made a mess, our mother would show us by example how to clean our assigned areas. Yes, this consistency of cleaning every Saturday morning became a part of our culture in our family and in our home. And because this culture of consistency in the area of cleaning started at home, and it's in the home where things of importance, value, and virtue should always be first experienced, my sister and I carried that same practice into our homes that the culture of consistency in the area of cleaning live on amongst our children. And here in this familiar portion of scripture, Jesus, the Christ who in a few days will suffer beatings and all manners of brutality as he makes his way to the cross of Calvary to suffer, bleed, and die for the sins of all mankind. But on the third day, raise up. Uh, get up and stand up with all power takes time to create a culture of consistency in the lives of his disciples that will revolve around them serving one another. And Jesus Christ creating this culture amongst his disciples while danger is at his doorstep is tailored to teach us as believers that even though difficult days may be in your view, we should never stop doing or fulfilling what the Lord has called, ordained, and purposed us to do on this side of heaven. Child of God, I know things may look bleak because of your health and your wealth, but don't let those things deter you from doing what God has ordained for you to do for God has a plan and purpose for you, even though dangers in your view. Just like uh, the Christ knowing the difficult days uh, about he was about to face, he proceeds on anyway to create a culture of consistency in the area of service within his group of disciples. Now, if we know Jesus like we say we do. We know from experience that Jesus is an advocate, a proponent, a, a champion, and a promoter of being a servant that serves the needs of others. In Matthew 20 and 28 and Mark 10 and 45, Jesus declares that he came not to be served, but to serve. In Isaiah chapter 53, it's Jesus who the prophet is referring to in the text as the suffering servant who will serve God's plan to redeem all mankind from sin. Uh, when a dispute arose among the disciples about who was the greatest, it was Jesus in Luke chapter 22 verses 24 through 26 who let his disciples know that the greatest is the one who serves. Uh, when 5,000 plus were in need of some food, it was Jesus, who served up just what they 
leading. Now, now we can't leave out the apostle Paul, for it was in Philippians 2 and 7 that, that Paul let it be known that Jesus emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant. See, Jesus was all about being a servant that came to serve others. So before he leaves his disciples, uh, uh, men who he came to know as family, uh, men in his circle that he thanked the Father for giving him, uh, men who would help change the world through his gospel, he creates for them a culture of serving one another that will be consistent in their ongoing relationship as his disciples. Because relationships that are binded, true, and everlasting come by way of one serving another consistently. My wife and I have been blessed to be in marriage relationship for 26 years. And in those 26 years, it has been the joy of serving one another, my God, consistently that has binded us together forever. Amen. And if you desire to experience true and everlasting relationships with friends, family members, your spouse, your children, and those in your social circle, you too will have to find joy and serving one another consistently. And here in the text, there are three things Jesus does to show us how to create that type of culture in our own lives. And, and, and the first thing is by being an example. Look, look, look at the example Jesus displays to create this culture or way of living for his disciples in verses 3 through 5, Jesus says, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper. He was eating, y'all, but he got up and laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin, look at this, and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Jesus commences to create this culture of consistency in the area of service for his disciples that they may serve one another by being an example of the one willing to humbly serve each one of his disciples by washing their feet. Come on, picture the imagery of this, y'all. And Jesus prepares himself to do so as he gets up and takes a towel to gird himself in the same way a waiter places a towel over his or her arm to serve a meal. See, Jesus is serious about serving. And he wants us, his disciples, that are make disciples through the life-changing word of God to be serious about serving too. By way of preparing ourselves to serve one another. Amen. We in preparation right now, y'all. Now remember in these days... Uh, they didn't wear Yeezys or the latest line of Jordans, my God. No, no, their footwear consisted of open-toe sandals, of which they wore as they traveled on the dusty roads of Capernaum, uh, Jerusalem, Galilee, and the horns of Hattin, where Jesus preached his 
Sermon on the Mount. So, so their feet were oftentimes full of dirt and defilement. But, but Jesus was so passionate about creating this culture for his disciples by, 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 to buy into uh, that he was creating for them. He does something that we wouldn't ordinarily do. He begins to wash their feet. Uh, you, you, see, you see, those who are led to create culture are those willing to be the example of those willing to do the dirty work, the difficult work, the not being recognized work that others may be blessed. So, so if God is moving you to create a culture of consistency in the area of serving one another in your family, you have to be the example. The guinea pig, the, the first one to set the standard of the culture you are trying to implement. And, and, and that's in any area you are moved to create a culture of consistency in. See, if you are moved to create a culture of consistency in your church that revolves around prayer, for the Bible encourages us to pray without ceasing, you have to be the example of the one willing to pray early every morning at 6 a.m., amen? If you are a leader on your job and you want to create a culture of consistency that revolves around your employees getting to work on time, you have to lead by example and get to work even earlier than your employees. If you're a father that wants to create a culture of consistency in higher learning, for your children, you have to be led by example or lead by example to go back to school and get your diploma, your, your BA, your MA, or your AA. Uh, young adults, if, if you want to create a culture of consistency in your social circle that revolves around purity and abstinence, you have to be the example of the one willing to stand your ground when others are falling. I believe today we need some culture. We, we have been blessed to obtain more cash, but not enough culture on how to invest or spend the cash we have. We need some culture. And Jesus creates this culture of consistency for his disciples to serve one another by being the example of the one willing to bow before those who honor and look up to him and humbly wash their feet. Will you and I be the example of those willing to do whatever it takes to create a culture of consistency in the lives of those we love just like Jesus did for his disciples he loved so dear? We have to be an example if we want to create this culture of consistency. But the second thing Jesus reveals to us that's needed to create a culture of consistency among those we love is an explanation. Look at verses 12 through 16. It says, so when he had washed their feet, taken his garments and sat down, again he said to them, do you know what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord and you say what you say as well, for that is what I am. 
If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is no greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. See, long gone is the term, don't ask any questions, just do as I say. Voiced by our grandparents and great-grandparents. I, I, I believe it's healthy and even the more wise to give an example to the what and the why we ask others to do. I don't know about you, but I can't sign off on doing what you want me to do without you sharing an explanation of why you want me to do it. Amen. Now, when we know that Jesus, uh, who is God in the flesh, does not have to give an explanation to us about anything. For, for, he does for or directs us to do for everything he does and leads us to do is for our good and for his glory. But here in this context, based on how the movement of Jesus is to create this culture amongst his disciples was received by, by his leading disciple, Peter, uh, Jesus had to take time to give an explanation. And look at what Peter said when Jesus commences to wash his feet and Jesus' response in verses 6 through 9. It says, he came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, what, uh, what I am doing, you do not understand now, but afterwards you will understand. Peter said to him, you shall not wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me or no part of me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Now, now Peter is the type of person who is bold enough to say what others are thinking, but afraid to say it themselves. I think we all know some Peters. Uh, some of us listening today are just like Peter. We boldly say what we're thinking without thinking about what we're saying. Uh, but, but that has its advantages for it will get you the explanation or information you desire. And Jesus goes on to give the explanation of why he is creating this culture amongst his disciples by way of washing their feet. And I love the way Jesus does so, for he starts out with a question. He says, do you understand what I have done for you? A simple question. See, we who are parents and leaders can relate, for we don't always ask deep psychological questions. More times than not, we ask questions that are simple and modest. But oftentimes, our simple questions are returned with silence, just like here in the text. So Jesus just uh, takes time to give an example to his disciples. And Jesus gives us a simple and simplistic explanation to his disciples of why he washed their feet. But before he gives his explanation, he 
clarifies to them who he is to them by what they call him. See, verse 13 says, you call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. See, I love the language from Jesus here in the text, for he shows us that he knows what he is and who he is, and he's not ashamed to say it. See, I believe we need to be more like Jesus when it comes down to knowing what we are and who we are in him and not be ashamed to say it, display it or live it like those who we are, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Amen. Know who you are and be bold enough to tell folk that you are a child of God. Jesus continues on and lets his disciples know that if washing their feet is good enough for him, their master and Lord, it should be even the more good enough for them as well. For, for Jesus says in verse 13, if I then your Lord and teacher wash your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. Amen. But I have to go back to what Jesus says they call him in the text, which is teacher and Lord. Some translations say master and Lord. Now these titles of master, Lord, redeemer, savior, ruler, given to Jesus, they signify his power and supremacy over us and all things that exist. But in spite of that, Jesus is found explaining to his disciples why he is washing their feet. And the explanation is that I do this, that you may humble yourselves and serve one another in the same manner. He says, for I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. And it is not below them to do this. And Jesus makes that clear in verse 16 in his explanation of how the servant is not above his master. He says, most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. Again, if it's good enough for Jesus to do, it should be good enough for his disciples and we to do in regards to serving one another. You see, this creating the culture of of, of, of of serving to his disciples, which took a double dose of humility, was so important to Jesus. For Jesus knew that it would help them better serve all those they encountered in their mission to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. I have come to learn that the more we serve one another with humility in the body of Christ, it will be easier for us and even more compelling to serve the needs of those outside of the body of Christ. So again, creating a culture of consistency in the lives of those you love will garner an explanation. Amen? But the third and final exercise or action needed to create a culture of consistency in 
the lives of others takes encouragement and execution. Look at what Jesus says in verse 17. It's simplistic, but it's powerful. He says, now that you know these things, you will be blessed, my God, if you do them. There's some things that Jesus wants us to do, amen? And here he wants his disciples to tap into this thing called serving one another, amen? And here he lets them know that if you do it, the outcome is a blessing. I don't know about you, but I like to be blessed. But in order to be blessed, you have to receive what Jesus is saying here. And understand, he says, now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Amen? Yeah, see, see, if my daughter does what I tell her to do, I'll bless her with some stuff. Yeah, if, 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 my, if my, my, my little dog, Chasey, does what I tell him to do, I'll bless him with a treat. If we do what the Lord tells us to do, he'll bless us with some stuff. He'll bless us with some peace in the midst of sorrow. He'll bless us with monetary gifts when we're, our money is low. He'll bless us with good health. Hallelujah. If we do what Jesus tells us to do. Uh, but, but, but the problem is um, sometimes we don't like to do what the Lord tells us to do. And, 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 and it shows sometimes in our lifestyle. And the things we encounter, amen? But I want to encourage you like the disciples here. Do what Jesus is guiding and directing you to do that you can be blessed. Now, encouragement is something we all need in our walk and relationship with Jesus Christ. As well in our relationships and friendships with others, amen? Yeah, I'm a type of brother that needs some encouragement every now and then, amen? Yeah, I've been going to the gym, amen, and I've been working out. Amen. You can't see it because I got this stuff on here, you know. But when I'm around my wife, I take my shirt off, amen, and I begin to flex and waiting for her to give me some encouragement about what she sees the Lord doing as I lift them weights and run the stair, master, amen. And she, she blesses her brother, and oh, my God, and she encourages me. And what it does, it makes me do more. We all need some encouragement in this life. Amen. It helps us to do more. Amen. And God is looking for some do more Christians. So through his word, he encourages us to not grow weary in well-doing. For in due, due season, you will reap. Hallelujah. His word of God, the God encourages us to do the unthinkable. Like pray for those who despitefully use you and curse you. Hallelujah. God wants us to do some stuff for him that we can be blessed. But we need some encouragement Sometimes, amen. Those of us who are on our sick bed, we need some encouragement sometimes, amen, through the power of prayer. Come on, sometimes you just need to call some folk up that you know aren't doing well and encourage them through the power of prayer. We need some encouragement. Jesus, he gives some encouragement to his disciples. You see, encouragement has the power to help you execute the things in life that oftentimes are difficult. Oh, my my God. See, it was the encouragement from King Richard, the father of Venus and Serena Williams, that gave them the confidence to execute what uh, what it took to become tennis champions. 
in the childlike story, the little engine that could, it was the encouragement from the talking toys that gave the little engine that could the courage to execute his task of pulling another train over the mountain while saying, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. See, encouragement will, will, will cause you to say stuff like, I think I can, when others think you can't. Let's encourage one another in the body of Christ that we can all say together, I think I can, I think I can, and I think I can will turn into, I know I can, I know I can, I know I can, and I know I can will turn into, I did it, I did it, and I did it for the cause of Christ. You see, encouragement goes a long way in the execution of what's before you. Oh, my God. Some of us are an encouragement of way from executing what God wants us to fulfill in our lives. So brother and sister, wife or daughter, man or child, don't hold back your encouragement to others. Give it that they may be able to execute what is before them. And here Jesus in his quest to create a culture of consistency in the lives of his disciples, revolving around them serving one another. He pronounces words of encouragement by letting them know that he has confidence that they now know all the things they need to humble themselves and serve one another, as well as the courage to execute what they need to do that they may be blessed. Look what he says, now that you know these things, and what things do they know? They know that Jesus, the son of the living God, their master, their savior, is willing to humble himself and wash their dirty feet that they, he may introduce to them a culture of serving one another. Jesus encourages his disciples that he loved to execute this culture of serving one another in humility. Now, 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 now see, you, 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 you have to factor in this thing called humility when it comes to serving one another. See, 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 the lack of humility will cause you to have a lack of service amongst one another. See, 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 humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God will exalt you in due season, according to Peter. But also humbling yourself to serve one another in the body of Christ and outside of the body of Christ will give you the wherewithal to be a blessing to those in need. Hallelujah. While humbling yourself, God gets the glory out of everything you do, but sometimes it's hard to walk in humility, to serve others, amen, as a believer, because God wants us to serve oh my God. the unlikable, the unlovable, hallelujah, but, but, but because we have bought into this thing called Christianity to be Christ-like, he shows us the example that if he could do Humble himself, the son of God, we can do it too. Amen. Jesus encouraged his disciples that he loved to execute this culture 
by serving them in humility. Hallelujah. And if Jesus said it, you can count on it. He said, my God, if you do this, if you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Any doers in the house this morning? Any doers out there on live stream? Amen. Doing, doing, doing what God has called for you to do. He says when you do it, in the area of serving one another, he will bless you. So today I believe Jesus wants to encourage you and I to execute the challenge of creating a culture of consistency in our homes, on our jobs, in our marriages, in our friendships, and relationships, in our churches, in our ministries, and in our social circles that revolve around areas that will make a difference in the lives of others. And when we do so according to the word, we will be blessed by God. Amen. So I encourage you today, tap into creating this culture of consistency. And in, in the areas that God is showing you, that you and I can be a blessing and in turn be blessed. God, we thank you and we adore you, God. We thank you for who you are. For you are God and God alone. You are creator, my God, Lord and King. And besides you, there is no other. God, we thank you for doing the things you do for us in spite of us. And as we learn today, God, we thank you for your humbleness. That, God, you took on the form, my God, of a servant to serve the needs of mankind. Even though we turned away from you, God, we uh, uh, turned our back on you, God, you still came to serve us and fulfill the mission that the Father gave to you. God, and we are so thankful this morning. We thank you, God, that you show us in your word how to govern ourselves in this life, that we too can be servants and create a culture where others want to serve you too. God, so bless us today to hear what thus saith the Lord and walk in the humility that will give you glory and give us the opportunity to serve one another in the body of Christ and even the more outside of the body of Christ that folks may know you, my God, by the love we show towards one another and the humility, God, that we have to do what you say do in these last and evil days, God. God, we know it's difficult to do, God, but we know we can do all things through you because you strengthen us. God, we thank you for the strength you give us through the power of the Holy Spirit to do the unthinkable, to do the things we never fathom, God. We thank you, God, for taking 
us out of the way and allowing your spirit to move us in the name of Jesus, God. So, Lord, we surrender today to you and ask that you touch us in the areas of our lives where we need to be touched and changed, that we too can create a culture, hallelujah, of consistency in our lives and in the lives you have given us authority over. God, we bless you today. And God, we thank you. You've been so good. Hallelujah. Better to us than we've been to ourselves. You didn't have to do it, but you did. God, you gave us life and life abundantly, Lord. And we say thank you. Have your way today. We glorify you. For us in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we do pray. Let us all say amen. Amen.